Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Today's date is May 11th, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, podcast is out a little later than usual, so sorry about that. We had some work going on around the homestead today. Uh, some big breaking stories in the last four hours. Uh, small stuff I'll go over and then some major news stories as well. I think everyone's uh, tracking the UST trauma and what's going on there. So maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. Maybe we won't. The whole show was pretty well dedicated to it yesterday. Uh, so if you're interested in anything to do with that, just have a listen to that show. Uh, but we're going to move on and go with the current news stories other than uh, going backwards here. Uh, look at the greed and fear index. We are currently at a 12. Still sitting at extreme fear. Markets are not going down further. Not doing well, of course. Uh, but they're not dipping further than what they are. Bitcoin, we're looking at, uh, for a time reference, like I said, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this is the market at that time. Uh, Bitcoin sitting at 29000 So it actually did just go through a dip here, $29,887. Ethereum at twenty one seventy six. dollars uh, BNB at two seventy six. XRP at $0.42. Cents. Cardano at fifty four fifty five. Solana at $50.50. Dogecoin at $0.08. Cents. Wow, Dogecoin and, uh, is ripping down. Polkadot's ripping down. AVAX down 40%. Um, markets are not doing good. Again, today we are probably going to dip into back to a 10 for extreme fear tomorrow or lower. Uh, we'll see what happens there. For some big breaking news stories that are quite significant Uh in my opinion here, is uh, Grayscale. This is breaking within the last couple hours here. Uh, Grayscale is probably meeting with the SEC to persuade them to approve its Bitcoin ETF. That's a reference to CNBC and a quote from uh, Bitcoin Magazine and their Twitter. Uh, also, Brazil's largest digital bank, Nubank, which uh, for those that don't know, Warren Buffett holds shares in this bank, is allowing 53 million customers to buy Bitcoin and also allocating 1% of their uh, their cash flow to Bitcoin, quite significant. So you're actually going to have a bank holding 1% of their balance on uh, Bitcoin on their books. And then uh, the UK, a little bit of good news coming out of the UK. They're going to introduce a bill to support the safe adoption of cryptocurrencies uh, like Bitcoin in quotations. So we'll see what happens with that and uh, how that ends up and uh yeah brazil's new bank just bought bitcoin for its balance sheet and uh they're stashing one percent treasury so all that fud coming out of warren buffett um and then now a bank that he has shares in has bitcoin on its balance sheet and he'll be reaping rewards from that uh regardless of what he thinks so some news coming out of Australia. Their uh, ETFs that were supposed to launch last week, they were delayed. Uh, it was a week or last week, two weeks ago. I don't remember exactly. But uh, all those ETFs have been delayed. And they're supposed to launch today or tomorrow. And it's going to be three crypto ETFs. Uh, some of those are connected to the Canadian ETF that's been out for some time. I don't know exactly the launch date, but... Uh, well over a year, maybe two or three years. I'd have to dig, dig into that a little bit. Uh, but this is an article by Coin Delegraph. We're going to go over it uh, deep here. And the title says, three new crypto ETFs to begin trading in Australia this week. Australians will soon have five options for cryptocurrency exchange-traded funds as they delay funds from Cosmos 
21 series launched this week, along with the three IQs in the future. So two are launching and a third is coming. A date, we're not sure yet. Maybe it'll stay in the article here. Australians will soon have more options to spot for spot cryptocurrency exchange traded funds after a previous holdup was given the green light this week and new funds entered the ETF market. The latest update came late on Monday as Kobe Australia issued a round of market notices that three funds previously delayed as were, were expected to be trading on May 12th tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully we'll go over that as positive news in tomorrow's show. Their launch will go well. They include a Bitcoin uh, ETF from Cosmos Asset Management plus a Bitcoin and Ether ETF, uh, both spot from 21 shares. Kobe Australia and Cosmos did not immediately respond to the question or the request for comment, but a spokesperson from 21 Shares confirmed uh, to Cointelegraph we're listing on May 12th, this Thursday, the downstream issues are resolved. Quite good news. Another country is going moving forward to adopt a spot ETF. We're all waiting on the American ETF. There is some progress happening regarding grayscale's trust and a shift uh so turning that trust into a spot etf um whether that's going to happen soon it's anybody's guess but uh there is positive news on that pushing forward when uh, we were at a standstill for quite some time Uh, moving on through the article here on april 26 a day before three of the first crypto etfs were set to launch the Kobe Australia Exchange delayed the listing of all three funds due to what it said were standard checks. Uh, those when it, That delay was only supposed to last a few days, but it ended up lasting uh, weeks instead. 21 shares said to Cointelegraph at the time that a service provider downstream needed more time to support the launch of the products, which was believed to be a prime broker or other major financial institution. The listing date came just in time for a new competitor stepped, uh, as a new competitor stepped into the ETF race 3IQ. The Canadian firm with Bitcoin and Ether spot ETFs listed on the TSX or Toronto Stock Exchange. Uh, that's been up for quite some time. I think there's already pension funds and things like that in uh, that have invested in that. Submitted two other notices to the Australia Security Exchange, the ASX, on April 28th. The notices revealed plans for the firm to offer units of its Bitcoin and Ether ETFs on the Kobe Australian Exchange. I think I'm saying that wrong. Cob, Cobo Australia Exchange. It will provide exposure to the crypto assets by purchasing units of the existing funds on the TSX, similar to the Cosmos ETF, which purchased a Canadian purpose-built ETF. So, yeah, it's great that uh, these are going to be on the market for Australians, and it's a way to enter in the crypto market if, for whatever reason, you can't just purchase spot. However, they are just attaching themselves already to the uh, Canadian Bitcoin spot ETF. So as far as cash inflows and how that's going to affect how much spot those Bitcoins or those Bitcoins, those funds have to purchase, how much Bitcoin those funds have to purchase uh, as people are investing those ETFs, it remains to be unknown as uh, my understanding of how an ETF works is not at an expert level here. Uh, it's unclear where the funds from 3IQ will be listed, but with the announcement of the Cosmos and 21 shares fund, funds listing this week, it's unlikely 3IQ will win the competition of being the first Australian crypto ETF, the prize of which is believed could be over 1 billion inflows. So 3IQ 
It's going to be an actual Australian starting from the ground up as an Australian ETF and will not be a subsidiary of the Canadian ETF. Interesting. Uh, okay, next article here. Germany won't tax Bitcoin. Ethereum sold after one year of possession. So cryptocurrencies can be sold tax-free after one year of possession, even if they're used for staking. It's really positive news coming out of Germany. Uh, bullish for sure. 12-month hold on uh, all assets and profits are tax-free. Like, doesn't get much better than that because you need that time frame to build profits anyway. So it's like if that's forcing people to hold for that year and not uh, forcing the, the normal retail investor to sell the, mar- the minute the market dips, uh, that's a, always a positive thing. Hold long term when you come into the crypto market. It's just like anything else. The get rich quick is very, very rare. You hear stories of it, uh, obviously, but you hear lots of stories of people getting rich quick from things like Amazon and Tesla and all that kind of stuff too. But those stories are real rare. Most people lose money uh, on the short term and uh, real gains are seen after a full cycle hold. So that's a four year Hold. So anytime you purchase Bitcoin, you want to be looking at a four-year hold. Uh, anyways, back to the article here. Germany's federal finance minister, the BMF, issued the country's first guidance on income tax treatment of cryptocurrencies, as well as other blockchain-based tokens. The 24-page document issued Tuesdays covers various aspects of the crypto-related issues, which are explained technically and classified in terms of Germany's income tax law. One moment, i got to take a drink here. Most important, the sales of acquitted cryptocurrencies, acquired cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum is now tax-free for individuals after one year of owning the asset, Parliamentary Secretary Katjan Hessel said in a statement. Moreover, the news also applies to digital assets used in staking and lending protocols. Super bullish news. The latter has been one of the most intensively discussed questions in recent months, as Section 23 of German Income Tax stipulates that if the period between acquisition and sale of an asset is more than one year, the full amount of gains is tax-free. Previously, cryptocurrencies for staking or otherwise generate a profit may have been held up to 10 years to receive a tax exemption. Uh, must be nice. Nothing like that exists in Canada. You're paying capital gains no matter when you trade that or sell that. Uh, and the amount doesn't matter. Uh, what you're spending in the, that crypto, it's a taxable events that's subject to capital gains tax. Um, however, that is not the case in Germany. And this has been a rapid development. In addition to buying and selling cryptocurrencies, the newly published guidance also deals with mining, staking, lending, hard forks, and token airdrops. Of course, the publication of guidance is not the end of the engagement, our engagement with the topic, but an interim result, said Hessel, the rapid development of the crypto world ensures that we do not do not run out of topics. According to Hessel, <clears throat> the German government is already working on supplementary documents that will focus the cooperation between the federal states and their uh, commitments to the issue. The publication of guidance and income tax treatment of virtual assets comes six months after new German government included cryptocurrencies on blockchain technology and its coalition agreement describing them as a key element that will support the country's development over the next four years. So Germany is embracing, officially embracing crypto. They are the biggest economy in Europe um, as part of the European Union and have a tremendous amount of influence over the European Union. 
So for all the FUD and negativity we see coming out of Europe in regard to specifically proof of stake, uh, hopefully that will take a U-turn on uh, Germany's positivity and how they see this is uh, how they see blockchain and crypto is the future and the positive impact it could have on the future. And then in turn, the positive impact it'll have on those countries that are forward thinking enough to get ahead of other countries in a crypto adoption, bringing all that, uh, bringing all that uh, technology and talent and uh, developers and all that into their borders. It's really positive for Germany. Must be nice. Uh, hopefully, we see some changes here in uh, North America as well. Uh, more, more positive here. I know things are on the books, uh, not on the books, but things are progressing in the states as regard to legislation. Uh, Cynthia Loomis has put forward a bill. There's lots of people that support on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, in the U.S. that are supporters of uh, Bitcoin and crypto. Canada is very much. Um, not too much happening. We're kind of, uh, they see crypto as a digital property. It's kind of, I don't know if it's a done deal, if the, uh, if the regulation is done, but there's already an ETF and uh, I don't see it as a major political issue in Canada as of yet, but sometimes we're a little slow and it takes us a little longer to catch up. Uh, last article of the day, crypto exchanges uh, got some, are under fire a little bit from Gary Gensler. And uh, I thought this was interesting because I actually haven't seen him talk specifically on why he seems to not like crypto. But we're going to dig into this and maybe it will give some more insight into why he's so hard up on approving uh, a Bitcoin spot ETF. And this article is off, comes from Decrypt.co. Crypto exchanges trading against their customers, says SEC Chair Gensler. He also took aim at the fact that the largest stable coins all have ties to crypto exchanges. He's not wrong. Securities and Exchanges Commission's Chair Gary Gensler leveled sharp uh, criticism at cryptocurrency exchanges and stable coins, stable coins during an interview on Tuesday. Gensler took to the issue with the fact that many of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges run custody, market-making, and trading services without keeping them separate that way. Traditional exchanges are required to. Crypto's got a lot of those challenges as platforms trading ahead of their customers, Gary Gensler told Bloomberg. In fact, they're trading against their customers often because they're market-making against their customers. They are shorting uh, or supplying uh, the crypto to be shorted if you're looking at any kind of lending platform. So it is interesting uh to say that i don't know what if your customers are also shorting i don't know if that's um playing against the market or just doing i, th I think that's just operating within a free market is the ability to short or go long or however you want to make money in the crypto space is up to you it's a gamble either way because it could go up could go down it's real hard to predict yeah over the last eight months people have been making money shorting but that could change real fast those guys get liquidated and then it's all the longs that make money for the next eight months. So uh, I don't know if that's just if that's necessarily going against the market. I think that's just operating within a free market. Uh, hours after the interview, Coinbase was fighting to dispel fears that new risk factor language in the quarterly report with the SEC meant customers' assets could be subject to bankruptcy proceedings. The filing said, in part, crypto assets we hold in custody on behalf of our customers could be subject to bankruptcy 
bankruptcy proceedings. We believe our prime and custody concern customers have strong legal protections in terms of service that protect their assets, even in a black swan event like this, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong said in a Twitter thread on Tuesday night. Coinbase's prime and custody services cater to institutional clients. He added that the company would, would take steps to offer the same protections to retail customers. Gensler also took aim at stablecoins, pointing out that the largest, three largest are controlled or have ties to crypto exchanges. Just getting a drink there. Uh, Tether, USDT, the largest stablecoin with an $83 billion market cap, has ties to Bitfinex, according to leaked documents. USDC, which has a $49 billion market cap, is controlled by Center Consortium, which includes publicly traded Coinbase. And it should be no surprise that Binance USD controls Binance USD. I don't think that uh, that's a coincidence, Gensler said during the interview. Each one of the big three, each one of the three big ones were founded by trading platforms to facilitate trading on those platforms and potentially avoid uh, KYC. Yeah, because um, if you can legally trade without incurring a taxable event, it's beneficial. And why why should moving in and out be taxable? It's uh, I'm a bit of a libertarian, so for me, taxation is theft anyway. Although although the three stable coins on Wednesday still accounted for roughly 10% of the $1.4 trillion global crypto market cap. So that is going to be it for today's show. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please like, subscribe, and rate us. Uh, it's a brand new podcast, so any kind of support goes actually a very long way. Uh, if you give us a like or a subscribe or a follow, depending on which platform you're watching, it uh, really helps the channel significantly. Uh, so please take the time to do that. And I will see you for tomorrow for Thursday's show. Have a great day.